Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your Mickey ears, hold on to your hats and glasses, and bring money. We're talking Disneyland. Hello, Ben. This is John. Yeah. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, I, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I, uh, still alive. Yeah. Still kicking. Yeah. Like- That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, we are unfortunately not in the booth. We are recording remote today, but that's okay. We, we can still see each other's faces through the old, uh, information superhighway. I'm still pretty beat. I got back yesterday from a little trip to Disneyland where we took the our uh, our seven year old for the first time and we got to experience post COVID air travel and and the park itself. But uh, I think I'll go into more detail about that later on. It's the old cliche about how you know you need a vacation after your vacation, but holy crap, when you're staying at Airbnbs with rock hard beds and your girlfriend's doing laundry in the Airbnb at one in the morning, you know it's. I always come back beat from vacation, man. I, I vacation hard. And then uh, when I get home, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so tired. And I've got to go to work tomorrow. This blows. Mm-hmm. Like when I do big vacations now, I try and leave myself like a day or two where I'm still on vacation when I get home to just reset before I have to get back to the grind. Yeah, I, I think given the choice, I probably would have come home on Saturday instead of Sunday. And uh, yeah, I had that day to recover, but we went down to San Diego and uh, visited Angelina's cousin, went to a, to a couple places we liked. So I got, I went outside the convention center and shed a tear. <laughs> San Diego is nice. I like that place. Yeah. The weather, the weather was gorgeous and uh little Italy was, uh, was popping. So it was a good time. Uh, but we had like a six thirty flight that we almost missed. Like they were holding the plane for me. As I was running up there with my kid and my shoes and my belt in hand from security, huh? like it was, I've, I've never been so close to missing a flight. I've never missed a flight. Oh, I've missed a few flights. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I missed one flight because I was reading a newspaper. I was sitting at the terminal reading, <laughs> I yeah, hearing about reading this. a fucking newspaper. And apparently they called my name over the speaker and everything. And I was, uh, apparently it must've been really interesting, whatever it was. I was reading because I like <laughs> I looked up and was like, where is everybody? And they were like, oh, yeah, we called your name. You missed the plane, dumbass. But they gave me a, uh, like a meal voucher and got me on a plane like five hours later. So it worked out. But <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call my wife and tell her that I, uh, you know, stupided my way off the plane. <laughs> Oh man, there's there's nothing like the stress of like you're jammed up in security and they call your name. Yeah, like like we're boarding. You need to be on this plane. Just look at the security. That's me. Let me go. Yeah, I mean, we did we did end up going up uh, on the left hand side where it's like the preferred customers or something. Like Angelina ran ahead to see if she could because we were gonna miss the plane. They said yes. So I ran up there too, and like I ran along like the wheelchair side, and she's like, "I'm sorry, sir, you're gonna have to get in line." Like, like there was, there were a few people in line at like 
the preferred thing. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, you just let her through before these people came up here. <laughs> yeah. So Angelina was already on the plane, like, standing in the doorway so they couldn't shut it on us. <laughs> At least you had someone on your team. Yeah, yeah. I imagine she was getting some dirty looks from other passengers. Oh, man, when I walked in, like, I, I didn't look people in the eyes. I was just like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I know, I'm embarrassed. See, I yeah, just have the mess. decency to miss the flight altogether, John. Hey, one other person did, though. So huh. I could pretend that we that we held it up a little bit longer for them. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> We're talking the uh, the destination, not the travel. Um, so Disneyland, the Magic Kingdom. Um, I mean, I went specifically to the one in Anaheim, but we've also got uh, Disney World in uh, in Florida. Um, you've been to Euro Disney, yeah? I have. I've been to Disney World twice and Euro Disney and Disneyland some amount of times that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and then there's what there's there's a there's one in China and one in Japan, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's. I think there's a Shanghai and a Tokyo. I don't. Yeah. I. I, If it's in Tokyo, it's it's probably yeah. It's on the outskirts somewhere. There is one in Japan somewhere. Yeah, and those. I mean, I've watched like ride-throughs and stuff for the for the different uh, types of rides they have. Like they they all have a very different haunted mansion. It's like Phantom Manor, I think it's called, and um, those look super super cool. I really hope I can get there one day. Is it like Japanese folklore haunted? Because like their ghosts and it, like their spooky stuff is different than our spooky stuff. Yeah, I think at least one of them is. I can't remember if it's uh, if it's Shanghai. Or, oh, you know what? Yeah, there there is one in Tokyo because it's called uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, and that's supposed to be like the best Disney park around. Really? Yeah. Japan gets all the best everything. Those jerks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need to go there. It's well, once things are open again. But I mean, they're they're, they're reasonably uh, English friendly. Well, I imagine they certainly are at a Disney park. Yeah, I would think. Um, let's let's make that a priority once things are back open. Do we want to lead with first impressions? Yeah. So um, I went to Disneyland for the first time when I was probably like six, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. It was it was shortly after we moved to California. My parents uh, brought us down there. And I remember writing down the whole way from Sacramento in the bed of my dad's truck. Like he had he had a camper shell on the truck and like a carpet kit in the back. Remember the old Nissan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And being the smart parents that they were, they didn't want to hear my sister and I arguing and kicking each other in those shitty little buddy seats they had. Oh, he, those were small seats. Yeah, because they did not have, I mean, we were small kids, but they did not have, you know, you were facing each other and the like little seats just folded down and they were very tight and uh, they didn't want to deal with that. So they stuck us in the bed of the truck where they could open the door occasionally and make sure we were still alive or the, the little sliding window. Yeah. And uh, we drove, what, like eight hours down to Anaheim? Yeah, that's the thing. Like we we in Sacramento, we live about uh just about 400 miles away. I think just over 400 miles away from the Disneyland Park. And it it can take anywhere from I think the fastest I've ever done it was five and a half hours. But if you hit traffic, which you often do on yeah. five or the 405, if you're taking the sideway there is, uh, I mean, it could take you up to like, I remember an 11 hour trip once because you're just trying to get out of LA. Yeah, it's a fucking mess that place is. But uh, yeah, we went down and um, I like, 
oddly enough, like I remember more about driving down there than I do about Disneyland because the my memories from being at Disneyland then have kind of melded with all my other memories of being at Disneyland because there was a period where we would go there like every three years when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's not far away, and I'm I'm assuming it was slightly cheaper then than it is now because it is uh, insane now. Oh yeah, bonkers. Um, is so I, I think it might have been a bit more affordable. 25 years, 30 years ago. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I remember just enjoying the shit out of the park. I don't think I've ever had a bad time at Disneyland, even as a jaded shithead teenager. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I do remember that, uh, now see, it must not have been my first time because I loved Space Mountain and I don't think I was big enough to go on Space Mountain when I was a kid. What is the height requirement for that? You might have been. It, I think it's, uh, 40 inches. Uh, my, my kid, my kid's seven and, uh, and she could have ridden it if she wanted to. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I thought I was figuring it was more than that. Yeah. I guess it's not like a, it's not like a feet dangling super coaster or anything. Yeah. Like, like the bigger problem would be being too tall. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because you can't tell when your head's going to get ripped off because it's all dark. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I don't lift my arms up on that ride. I'm a tall man. But, uh, uh, but I, I remembered, I, I absolutely loved Space Mountain and that was back before they did the revamp and it was just, it was basically just dark in there with a few twinkly starlights. Like there was, there wasn't much to it other than getting the shit beat out of you. Cause it was really rough and really dark and made me giggle the whole time. And, uh, I fucking loved it <laughs> that and the teacups. Cause, uh, I couldn't get dizzy when I was a kid and, uh, <sighs> I would spin those things until my sister was like crying, begging me to stop spinning it. And it was uh, sheer joy. This is going to be an interesting conversation later on when we're talking about our favorite and least favorite rides. <laughs> well, I can't do the teacups anymore. No, no, I, I, my stomach has become a huge wuss, and uh, it does. I get dizzy super easy now because I'm old and and lame. Apparently, yeah, it's it's weird to me. When, like when I ride rides that I've been riding my entire life, and all of a sudden I'm getting like motion sick. Yeah. Like I, I got off the Incredicoaster, like, well, then again, like the Incredicoaster or it used to be California screaming, like that always made me a little queasy, but even like I sat on the back of Indiana Jones and where it whips you around a little bit more when you're in the back seat, And like after the ride, I was just like, Oh, Oh, that I'm a little rumbly there. I'm a little yeah. unstable. It's like, that's my, and that's spoiler. That's my favorite friggin' ride. I don't think that's a spoiler. Cause I think you mentioned that in, uh, the amusement parks episode <laughs> probably and probably the indiana jones episode well oh no shit that was probably my favorite use in pop culture come to think of it but you know every episode could be somebody's first episode and real quick i looked it up while uh, while you were reminiscing the uh you want to know what the what the park entrance was in uh or the uh admission was in 1988 what 28 dollars holy shit yeah. yeah that's fucking awesome I would absolutely go to fucking, I'd, you know, if it was 50 bucks, I'd be stoked. Yeah. And it, and it seems to only increase by like a, a couple of bucks every year. Buck 25, two bucks. Ooh. Ooh. 2004 was rough. It went up by 275. Oh shit. 2005 in January went up by five bucks. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Sorry. Looking at this list now. It's just like exponential growth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like up to like nineteen dollars more one year, Whoa. <laughs> sons of bitches. That's how it got to like you know hundred, hundred and twenty bucks. It's well, they, they probably just realized that uh, people were still buying all the tickets. So you know they're like, how much are these fools going to pay? They wouldn't pay hundred and twenty dollars, yeah. would they? Oh fuck, they would. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's absurd that I mean, they they probably could raise it to two hundred dollars a day and still have no problem selling out. It's just the regular person like me would never ever go. Yeah, well, I mean, fuck skiing's the same way, which is totally off topic. But like, that shit was reasonably priced when I was a kid. But it's like, if I want to take my kids up skiing for a day now, it's like five hundred bucks. You know, and, that, and that's not including like rental equipment or I have to buy them equipment. It's fucking insane. Like who that's who, who does this? And But the, the slopes are full. People keep going. I don't know who these fucking people are. That's so nuts. Like I remember a, uh, um, a lift ticket being like 40 bucks when I was a kid. Yeah. And even that seemed like a lot then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And you could get into Disneyland and, uh, in 1988 and still have money for a churro and a corn dog. Oh, well, they still got sh- jerks like you paying that price. <laughs> hey, man. Yep. Had to do it. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll do it again. So my first impression, uh, similar to yours, was when I was a, a wee lad. Um, I was about five years old. You know, like you, I don't remember much of the trip. I remember the Dumbos because I don't know why. It just stands out to me as, as something. It just pops out. The Dumbos and like the the big ass whale from the Storybook Land uh, oh, water yeah. ride, and I don't think I've ridden that ride since I was that age. I don't remember a single thing about it. I just remember that whale. I mean, because it's always there. Um, but the ride that I remember riding the most was the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and can you guess why I remember that? Because you were scared. Yep. <laughs> because I kept my eyes covered almost the entire time. Like I have a very distinct memory of pulling my hands off of my eyes when you're looking down over the um the the dinner party scene the ballroom where they're dancing yes. and stuff yeah 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 with all the hologram ghosts and stuff and to this day that's probably my favorite part of the entire ride it's fucking like, cool. i love that scene so much oh and since we didn't say it up top like spoiler alert i fucking love this place like disneyland is my favorite place to go in the world i've i you know I've, I've growing up similar to you like you know we we would probably go if not every year every other year my dad um traveled for work and he had a bunch of frequent flyer miles so he could get hotels and flights and stuff oh yeah and it, yeah like we went often enough to where i remember like in my teens probably my mid-teens like not you know, decide or refusing a trip to go down because my dad was driving down for the weekend and i didn't want to drive you know, like that drive sounds sounds shitty, and and you know, I don't need to go to Disneyland that bad. I didn't go all the time, but I've I've been to Disneyland. What's the right word? Because enough is not the right word. A lot, but <laughs> yeah. See, I don't even know if it's. A, I've I've been I've been a few times. I've been around the block there. I think the longest the longest uh, break I ever took from Disneyland was I didn't go there for eleven years between. Um, I think it was between college and four years ago when Angelina and I went and it like, I walked in there and it was like, I never left. Like all, all the magic and the good feelings just came right back into me. I love that place with all my heart. 11 years. Man. That's like you not watching a movie for two years. That's, that's a long stint. Yeah. I think I got to watch uh, Stallone's Cobra. I think it's probably been a couple years now. <laughs> Can't let that happen. But yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely Haunted Mansion and the little hotel we stayed at that was, uh you know, just right up the street from the park, because back then it wasn't so insane. You know, like you, you could stay at a hotel 
right nearby that and it wasn't super expensive you could just walk in in fact when when we were kids the parking lot was right there by the entrance there was no second park there there was a for a couple years where my my parents had like an old airstream that they bought and we would go down and we'd just stay in the airstream in like a parking lot that was like across the street from the main parking lot yeah and it was fucking great i never did stay at the disneyland resort because uh uh, i don't think that was ever affordable no no yeah we we were we were not uh we were not turbo struggling but we were not disneyland hotel uh level of of wealth no yeah i i think i only entered the building once i think one year we did like that breakfast with the characters thing yeah we had some friends staying at the disneyland hotel once and the only thing i remember was going to visit them and and they had like a like a pirate ship in there that had like an arcade on it i want to say that's fucking awesome yeah but that's all i remember and maybe that was maybe that hotel was the paradise pier i'm not sure um it was a lot of years ago i was probably like 10 based on the the family it was that we were friends with at that time because fuck those guys now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know whatever happened to them maybe i should look them up on facebook that'd be weird and i guess before we get too much farther in now that we've done first impressions um, we can go ahead and say that we're we're not really going to do a deep dive on the history of Disneyland and all the trivia involved in it because I've watched many a, a YouTube uh, video on that stuff and they do it really well. They're really well uh, researched, really well put together. So if you want to hear the history, I'd suggest checking out one of those. We're more going to talk about experiences with Disneyland and impressions because that's what we do. And there are probably a dozen podcasts that you could find right now that are dedicated solely to Disneyland. Yeah, like a ride-by-ride history podcast. They'll talk about the Matterhorn for an hour. Yeah. And I'll listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only really interesting stuff about, like, Disney, uh, like, the, the founding of Disneyland was apparently they built the whole thing in a fucking year, which boggles my mind. Like, that that's a hell of a project it was a lot smaller then i'm sure like it wasn't what it yeah. is now but yeah. still i've i've built houses that took longer than a year <laughs> they were they were big houses but they weren't an entire amusement park so <laughs> well and i have a feeling uh codes and whatnot were not what they are today so i'm sure you have to you have to pay attention to a lot more shit even even in one custom home than you had to with a with a park you're like, okay, just build something that stands and something that moves. And uh, are people dying when you're testing it? No, you're good. <laughs> you know, there's some uh, there's some renovation going on on the Matterhorn right now. And there's, uh, you know, people are talking about how, like, there's structural damage on the inside. But in order to, you know, just, like, renovate the entire thing uh, top to bottom, they'd the the word is they would have to basically start from scratch and like create something that is like three times the size just to be able to make it stand and pass code on everything. But if they replace things bit by bit, then they just have to pass their little code inspections. So that's what the word is. Every year or two, they're just going to do another chunk. Yeah. They won't make you bring the whole thing up to code if you're just doing maintenance or slight updates, cosmetic yeah. updates you know, it's same thing with houses man you you do you fix too much of the house you got to fucking bring the whole thing up to code uh, so it's good to know that the matterhorn still might kill you because it, it i remember as a kid it felt like it was going to 
Oh yeah, and there was always those rumors that uh, that somebody got decapitated by the Yeti. Yeah, which I don't. I mean, you could get decapitated somewhere. Probably not by the Yeti. I bet the Yeti's like arms are like aren't that strong. Like, you yeah, know, it, it's it's not that's not it's not meant for beheading people. It's meant for moving slightly and saying "rar." Yeah, not like real life. Yeah, real Yetis. Yeah, real Yeti'd <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> The Matterhorn was always like one of the roughest rides at Disneyland. Like I remember it just like my mom stopped going on it because it would just it would give her like neck pains because it would beat and batter you so much. And I loved it as a kid. I was just like, yeah, fucking just slap me and knock me around. This is great. Woo. And as a, as an older person, I'm like, oh, ow, ow, this is not comfortable. I like comfort. Yeah, and it always had such a cool aesthetic, and I I love the the idea of the Yeti and like going around a mountain and stuff, and like the mountain looks cool as hell from the outside. Like the Matterhorn was always one of my favorite rides, and and, and they had uh, they had renovated it when I went there four years ago. They they changed it up, like they'd put a new uh, a new Yeti animatronic model in there, and they had like a thing like a screen going up the side where it's like frosted over, but it looks like you're looking through ice and you see like the Yeti crawling along with your car oh, as cool. it's uh climbing up the the track yeah it was it was really cool i was i was looking forward to taking the kid on that one because it's got the right amount of daylight and creepy stuff you know like i i felt like she would really dig that one so i was i was bummed it was uh it was closed and angelina was sad because every, every like last time we went every time i would walk into the matterhorn section i would start doing a uh, a goofy german accent like if if i was in the vicinity <laughs> there like there's like a like a brick sidewalk that goes along the side of the mountain once i passed that i go back into into american english but if i was by the matterhorn it was a goofy german voice and she was sad that i didn't do it <laughs> until the very end when we were walking out of the park i was just stepping back and forth on the bricks and going in and out of the accent she would be very disappointed if you went to Disney World because it was kind of jarring that uh, it doesn't have a Matterhorn and and it's so imposing in Disneyland. Like you could see it from a lot of places in the park, and yeah. uh, it's just not there at Disney World. They just don't have. In fact, the the Magic Kingdom in general at Disney World is a lot smaller than Disneyland, but they've got like all the other ancillary parks like Epcot and the Animal Kingdom and the Water Park one and probably a dozen more by now <laughs> it's like the whole complex is fucking huge but the actual like magic kingdom portion is uh is pretty tiny yeah i, I i've never been to disney world and i don't necessarily feel like i've missed out um because you know the magic kingdom is mostly what i'd what i'd like to see on there you know when, when we went this uh just this last week I was talking to Angelina's cousin who met us there for um, for one of the days, and she was talking about Galaxy's Edge. And the last time I went there, Galaxy's Edge wasn't a thing yet. You know, they were building it. I, you could see the construction of it when you when you were on Thunder Mountain Railroad. For me, Galaxy's Edge and like we were talking about the new Avengers Campus coming in, or that that is now in. That's not Disneyland. Are they in you know, like that's the Magic Kingdom, or are they like separate, like California Adventure? What's that? galaxy's edge in the avengers campus galaxy's edge is in the the disneyland magic kingdom park oh no shit i thought it was yeah, like a yeah. separate thing like uh like california adventure is like you had to no go and then the avengers campus is in california adventure it it took over where the uh bugs life area was oh okay you know, between like tower of terror and radiator springs or i guess 
Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. Boo. Barf. But yeah, for me, it's like, that's not Disneyland. That's not what I think of when I think of Disneyland. I think of Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion, Matterhorn, you know, Tomorrowland in general, uh, Frontierland, where there's nothing interesting, but it's fun to walk through because it's like the old west for a few feet. You know, Splash <laughs> Mountain. Is it, but, isn't Thunder Mountain Railroad in Frontier ta- yes. Frontierland? Oh, it sure is. Okay, or never was mind. It in Adventureland? I think it might be in Frontierland. It's, yeah, it's definitely in, in Frontierland. Okay. I take that back. Whoa, sorry, Frontierland. Yes, Frontierland, where there's one thing that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it with Disneyland and mountains? Because we've got Matterhorn. We've got Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is a mountain. We've got Splash Mountain, and we've got Space Mountain. I mean, mountains are cool. Yeah. But that might be it. <laughs> I mean, why not like Haunted Mountain or, uh, or Pirate Mountain? Don't tempt them. <laughs> uh, well let's talk about some of the others uh the other mountains here because i know you're a big fan of thunder mountain railroad i fucking love thunder mountain railroad that's probably one of my favorite coasters there because uh and it's not necessarily because it's amazing because it's uh as far as coasters it's a pretty run-of-the-mill coaster it's good it's fun it doesn't go upside down no. Um, it's got like a coyote that howls at you. Um, and, uh, it's got a it's guy got a that talks with a in stick a of dynamite. fun Western voice. Gives me a hankering for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, but I think what we loved the most about it is, is our entire, like every time we went there as kids at the end of the day, that was our staple was to go to Thunder Mountain Railroad. Cause when they started doing fireworks and the electric light parade and, uh, all the other crap that I didn't care about. Yeah, Fantasmic. Yeah, everybody would go, you know, or a lot of the park would go watch that, and everyone would forget about poor Thunder Mountain Railroad. And we were able to, like, ride it, run around back to the entrance, ride it again, and ride it again, and we could probably get, like, 10 or 15 rides in in the course of an hour, and it was amazing. Yeah, the, when when we went four years ago, I got to see the fireworks while on the ride, and yeah. it was it was magical. Yeah, people go to watch yeah. them. And it's like you can see the fireworks from anywhere in the park. I yeah. mean, probably not from like inside Pirates of the Caribbean, but you know, <laughs> all the exterior portions of the park you can see it. Yeah, that ride is is badass because it's it's got such like tight, fast turns. That that that's what always stands out to me about Thunder Mountain Railroad because like none of these coasters are built to go like upside down until you get into California Adventure. You know, they're all just like. They're they're relatively tame, but but they've they've got such such fun qualities to them. Um, I imagine Thunder Mountain Railroad's another one of those ones where you're uh, nervous about putting your hands up as you go through that tunnel because that shit yep. looks like it's super close. I'm like I'm sure you'd need to be like seven feet tall to like get your hands ripped off, but it seems fucking close. Yeah, and there, there's there's a couple of like tight right hand turns where where I do not put my arms up. Yeah. Or like or like a part where you're going with some like with some planks over you. Like, like I think there's it's either a water tower or there's some construction of some kind that you're going over. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna hit my hands <laughs> on those. But no, I fucking love that ride. Like you said, that that voice, man, this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Love it. And then of course the uh the old splash mountain. Do you remember when that was built? Mm, no. I remember when we were kids, that you know, being the new hot fucking thing. 
Which is weird because uh, that property, like the, you know, Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and all that shit, uh, was it Song of the South? Is that what that's from? Yeah, is that what that's from? I think so. I think so. It was not even remotely a new property. Like, that shit was from the 60s. Yeah. Weird thing to build a ride to. Yeah, let's see. It was 1989. I guess, that, I mean, it kind of makes sense that they'd go back to something because 89, like 89, Disney Animation didn't have a lot going on. Like yeah, it did, was it that did. was that before the the second Renaissance, or was that just when that was starting up with like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast? I think Little Mermaid was eighty nine, and that kind of that kind of kicked it off, but it didn't really hit its stride until the mid nineties. But like between that and like Robin Hood and shit in like the and, and you know Sword in the Stone and shit in like the early eighties, late seventies, there was a big drought of not a lot of Disney animated movies, at least. Yeah, Black Cauldron. Yeah, like they they were in a weird dark phase before Michael Eisner came along and and uh, reinvigorated everything. Yeah, and so the, I guess they had to go digging for new attractions back in the uh, the old racist back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Splash Mountain? Do you like getting wet? Yeah, yeah, I like log like log flume rides. I mean, especially if it's hot in the park, I don't mind getting wet. Yeah. It's got a good photo op, so it was always a good opportunity to like make a stupid face or pose dumb and uh, you know get a get a funny picture of yourself. But uh, I don't remember much about the inside of the ride, other than like it, you know, Briar Rabbit and like going down into the thorns and like the final drop. That's really all I remember about it. Yeah, and it's got a few drops on there. Like Angelina had already forgotten that it's got like three drops total, and um, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. They were they were running it super fast. I think just to get you in and out of buildings fast. But like there was no like sitting and waiting and being bored. Like you were just the ride was cruising. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was the best, but it didn't help the lines any because, you know, the, you can't load as many people on there right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that was a big general impression about this this last one. Like it was super low capacity, but they couldn't you know, move as many people. So it didn't really change the waiting as much. The, the rides are all also at 25% capacity. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've always enjoyed that ride. I don't think I ever need to ride it more than once a trip. Angelina does not like it. She hates having a, a wet vagina, um, at <laughs> least from a ride. And, and boy, did it get her. So I guess to round off the mountains, we've got your beloved space mountain. Yeah, I fucking love Space Mountain. I, like, it's cool. It's dark. It's space. Uh, it's got cool surf music now. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I like. I, I like the whole aesthetic of uh, of heading into it. The charge up. Yeah, and it, it's kind of got like the not eerie, but like kind of ethereal space music while you're in line and shit. Mm-hmm. See, I always loved the queue. You know, with that spaceship in the middle and everything's yeah. all future spacey. So one interesting thing about Space Mountain is, uh, and you've heard this, John, because I've known you for a long time, but our, <laughs> our listeners haven't. The most shocking difference at Euro Disney was what they yep. did with Space Mountain. I'm a big Space Mountain fan, so when I went to Euro Disney, I was like, all right, let's go on Space Mountain. I love this thing. And it, it's weird, because like from the outside, instead of like this gleaming white thing, it's like all brass and uh, shiny and and, you know almost steampunk looking and i'm like okay that's weird and i go in and the whole the whole ride instead of like being in the dark and and like space that kind of space themed it's all 
based on that uh what like the to the moon film from like the silent film era where like the guy gets in the cannon and shoots off in the moon and the thing hits sticks. the moon in the eye yeah and it like leaks cheese out and then they go find the weird like sea monkey dudes that are dancing around and shit uh, <laughs> that's what it's themed after so like as you're going through the ride like you get shot out of like a big cannon at the beginning and go to the moon and the whole ride is on the moon and like around some other planets and everything's bright and colorful and it's just fucking weird and it wasn't very good of a roller coaster either like being able to like see everything i don't know made it less interesting <laughs> but, I, but i got a picture that i'll try and find of my wife and i like like you know the when it does one of the drops somewhere in there and it takes a picture of you that i got and uh we bought it just because uh like when we saw it we're like oh yeah we got to have that and uh, it's both of us sitting there and we look about as bored as you could possibly be on a roller coaster. <laughs> it's just us in the back and there's like Mickey and Minnie stuffed animals strapped in behind us because that was what they had in the back of the car. And we're just kind of like sitting there like we're watching a lecture on the value of washing your hands. <laughs> you're you're riding a very short, very slow Ferris wheel at a carnival. Yes. And we're like, holy shit, we look so bored. And like we didn't know there was a camera there. Like we didn't do it on purpose. We were just that genuinely bored with the ride. <laughs> we'll see if I can find that and I'll post it on Twitter. Yeah. I've never liked that ride. I think really? I've I've that that's my hot take, I guess, for this episode. It's, yeah, I've never ever liked Space Mountain. I think it's a lot of waiting for very little payoff. And it's just, it's just like, like I get why people like it because the G forces are like pulling at you as you're twisting around everything and it's dark and mysterious, but it always just made me uncomfortable and made me a little sick to my stomach. And, and I, you know, there, it was, it was shut down for several years when we were younger. I did not mind at all. I thought it was so great that we didn't have to, that I didn't have to go and wait in that line for that ride. Yeah. Cause the line is long. Cause it's a popular ride. I like, I remember the, when we went, oh boy, it was probably 12 years ago or something was the last time I went to Disneyland. We got like, we went there to get like the, not the fast pass. Is it the fast pass thing where you could go and like get a ticket to go to it later and have a shorter wait? Yeah. Between this hour and this yeah, hour. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. Like first thing I went to space mountain and did that. And it was like two o'clock and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> two o'clock already. And then I still ended up waiting in line for like an hour and a half. And that, it's not a long ride. No. It, it is over really fast. You know, just like everything else at Disneyland, what kills it is all the other fuckers that are at Disneyland. <laughs> if the park was empty and I could just go on the ride, it would be fucking great. I love the ride. I didn't ride it this time because we figured the, the little one was not up to the task. So she and I went and rode Star Tours while Angelina and her cousin uh, went on Space Mountain. When we went four years ago, we had gotten a three-day park hopper. And, so, and when you did that, you got like an hour early entrance on one day. So that's when we rode Space Mountain because we're like, fuck, I don't want to wait in line. She really wanted to go on it. So I was like, all right, this is the time. It was the first the first ride we rode at Disneyland when we went, um, which was which is usually reserved for Indiana Jones for me. But But yeah, man, Star Tours, the kid loved it. Oh, Star Tours is super fun. Have they updated the thing? Like the, uh, is the ride updated, the video or anything like that? Uh, they did an update for it. Like, I want to say like five years ago. It hasn't been updated since then. Well, I've been there but, 12 years. So like it's been since way before the sequel. Yeah, out. it is no longer uh shit. What was the robot pilot's name? I don't know, but is but Pee Wee Herman was his voice or Paul Rubens. Yeah. 
Um, so now it's got, yeah, it's got updated CGI, which already looks dated. <laughs> and you've got C-3PO and R2 that are piloting the ship. And it's got like a mix of scenarios. So there, there, you could have, you know, like shit, like, I don't know, dozens of different combinations because there's like three segments to it. And and it mixes up which order you go in. Well, that's fun when that, you do it. That keeps it yeah. fresh, at least. That's neat. Yeah. I don't know if I need but, any more C three PO in my life. No, it's really annoying. Although, oh shit, the queue there for that now has it has a robot that's like scanning you as you walk by it. Like you know, it's got a video uh, screen, but it's like a like heat or you know like like predator vision as yeah. you walk by. So it looks cool. But it's got this uh, this robot voice by Patrick Warburton that's all pitched high. And let's see, like we were walking up behind some people and, and the robot was saying, like, it's a pleasure to scan you and you. And then as I was walking by, it's all not you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's clever. I mean, in general, cues, the cues the are something that Disney excels at. Uh, yeah. That was our biggest complaint in the episode we did about amusement parks was that waiting in line fucking sucks and at a lot of amusement parks it's just a fucking cattle cage that you slowly snake your way through but disney goes through great pains to make it give you at least something interesting to look at or and sometimes tell you a story while you're waiting in line um yeah and and i appreciate that because the lines are long still but like the indiana jones ride like as you're going through that like they've got all kinds of cool stuff to see and like he's got his little like office thing like a bunch of the the props in there are actually props from the movie and yeah yeah you're going through the whole temple and you used to be able to like pull on a bamboo stick and it makes like crumbling rock noises yeah i don't know if they make waiting in line fun but they make it suck less yeah, especially when you're inside somewhere, because that that's the problem with a lot of amusement parks is that you're just standing outside in the hot ass sun in the asphalt, which uh, spoiler for my review of the new park right now, because you can't be crowded together in buildings. All the lines are outside and then they just rush you through the oh, inside queues no. and get you on the ride. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the worst. I don't know if you can tell from my screen here, but I got burnt to shit. Oh, fucking COVID ruining everything good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess speaking of Indiana Jones, if if we're if we're talking about that cool ass queue, like hands down, my favorite ride. I love those movies. We're obviously fans of the uh, of the franchise because that was our uh, second episode. Yeah, our second episode of this here podcast. But the, the, it, it just it can't be beat. You know, it's it's presentation the fucking twists and turns the sound the sights like the smells like the smell of like the the fog machine and like when you're going through like the little dart things shooting at you like it it has a very distinct odor and uh i love it yeah and like the the two parts where i mean this will probably be deja vu for everyone who's listened to uh amusement parks and and indiana jones but like those in fact i i feel like i remember saying that but there's those two turns like the first when when you're going into the big room with the skull and the flames and stuff when it just has i'll sit back the uh. no it, it it's so immersive and uh man the 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 kid was terrified of the first time especially when you go out and like you see the temple and there's those giant snakes and shit and she's like we're going in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we rushed through so at the awesome. end of the ride she 
gave it thumbs up, but then she went back on it because when we wanted to go on it again, she was, she didn't want it to happen. It happened, but boy, was she fighting it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's probably got one of the higher production values of any of the, that kind of ride there. Like it looks good. It looks like shit from a movie and like going across the bridge and it's shaking and uh, oh man, it's just it's fun. I like I said, I've been on it in twelve years, so my memory's not as tight as it should be. Oh man! But it, it that is one that I never miss. Yeah, just I mean, because it's it's a ride on a track, which essentially, and it could be you know considered a dark ride in a couple parts, but just the the amount of money and care they they put into it to the giant sets and the animatronics and like the hydraulics on the car to make it seem like mm-hmm. you're I mean, it's. It is unparalleled. Well, save this for later, but it may have been paralleled. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the uh, the legendary combo of the old Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion right next to each other in uh, New Orleans Square. Yeah, they are both classics. Uh, I think of the two, Haunted Mansion is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It is just it's more cool. Uh, yeah, and for how old Haunted Mansion is, it's neat that, uh, you know, when you have a fixed point of view, the ne- the cool stuff that you can do and make look real is what that whole ride is predicated around. It's all these weird optical illusions and holograms. And, you know, I imagine if you stepped 10 feet to the left from where the cars are, it, it, everything would fall apart. Yeah, because you've got those holograms, like we said, in the in the ballroom. Um, you've got the, the creepy floating candle right in the beginning and like all those like door effects and stuff when you're going back, back or going down backwards and, um, hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah. Madame Leota with her head in the crystal ball and then the whole big graveyard scene. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting deep dive to go into. Uh, I'd recommend looking at, um, a YouTube channel offhand Disney. He does a lot of just you know, he's a he's a Disneyland super fan and he does a lot of cool videos, but he's got a bunch that are on the Haunted Mansion. I think that's his favorite ride. And just, you know, the stories behind it, either it's creation or just like, you know, the mythology or the urban legends or, you know, and I I, I love the idea. I think my, my favorite one, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this a, a bit, but, you know, there, there's the whole story about like the uh, the woman who kills her husbands and like that. That's like the yeah. main spirits behind that and i th- I think that's generally regarded as canon but i love the uh the theory that the haunted mansion is you going in there and whether or not you're like one of the husbands or something like you get killed Ooh. while you're on there and and that's what the backwards descent down to the ground is that's you falling out of the window of the house and then you hit the ground and then there's you know the the creeped out like grave digger or whoever with his dog or maybe it's just a man with his dog you know like Maybe they saw you die, and then it's from there where you're in the graveyard, and the grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. You know, and and I I I love the little theories behind all of these rides, but Haunted Mansion especially. I I they're so interesting. That's fun. Ha- Haunted Mansion also has genuinely good music. Yeah, like the the music in the Haunted Mansion is is top notch. Like Pirates has got some. You know, the music in Pirates is pretty good as well, but it's it's it doesn't meet up to haunted mansion at all yeah it's it's just the standard yo-ho yo-ho pirate's life for me yeah 
Yeah. And but it, it's fun for what it is, but I don't need to hear it anywhere else. Whereas like if I was listening to the radio and the grim grinning goes come out to socialize came on, like I, I totally sit there and listen to it yeah. and bounce my head. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, pirates though. Uh, I like the last time I went there, they had, it was probably fairly recent that they had Johnny Deppified it and, and thrown Jack Sparrow in there a whole bunch and kind of redone it to the movie. And I, at, at least at the time, I didn't think it was as good. Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I, now I'd like it more. Or I, I don't know, but I, I, it, it was fine before, I guess. And, uh, I didn't like seeing his face everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it you know, pirates is, is one of those things where like we fell in love with it when we were children and they've just sort of chipped away at it's, you know, what it was. So like, I don't want to say like it's purity or anything. Cause I'm sure it's still like a favorite ride to a seven-year-old that who, who went to Disneyland yeah. for the first or second time, you know, like I'm sure they love that ride, but it was sad, you know, like first when they, when they had to change it for, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to get up on my soapbox about what's right and what's not, but you know, with like the men chasing the women and then, and then that one woman chasing the man, how they had to like, start putting like trays of food in their hands and stuff, you know, to, to try to be less offensive. Yeah. They're fucking pirates for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were not chasing women for food. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were not. Well, I mean, when that ride originally opened, all of the skeletons in it were real skeletons. Yeah. It be was cheaper to buy them from, from university science departments. Yeah. I guess they slowly like gave all of them proper burials, whatever that means. It would probably under the haunted mansion. I hope <laughs> supposedly there's still one real skull in the whole ride and it's on the headboard of the, of the, in the captain's quarters. Yep. Yep. I, I, I look at it every time. I'm just like, Hmm. I mean, I bet by now, since it's gotten around as, you know, like common knowledge that that was the last real one, I bet they've replaced it by now, but I hope not. Yeah. I mean, why? Like have a fun little bit of lore. Like it's okay to be, you know, it's okay for there to be some real dead bodies in the pirates of the Caribbean and for the pirates to be assholes and for Johnny Depp to not be there. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing with the whole Johnny Depp of it. Like it's it seems so forced because now now you've got like the same things that were happening before, but but you've got like a Johnny Depp like popping up from a barrel with something on his head while somebody's saying, "I'm looking for Captain Jack Sparrow." It's it's so dumb, and and then like the last thing you see as you're going up is Johnny Depp like talking to you, like an animatronic Don Johnny Depp. I'm like, I don't want that to be my last memory of this. Um, <laughs> But I mean, those animatronics were so good. I remember being a kid and getting creeped the fuck out by by a couple of them. Like when the, when they just look like they're staring right at you. And, yeah. No, yeah, I, the, animatronics the, is something Disney has always put a lot of time and money to. I mean, I, I would imagine for the, most of the life of animatronics as a field, uh, and in, if not its entirety, Disney has been the leader. Yeah, and major props to all the Imagineers over the years who have made this happen because I don't I don't have a list of names. I don't know all of them. I know the, the, I, man, when I used to listen to uh that show Podcast the Ride, like they've talked to a bunch of them and I can't remember the names anymore. The only one I can remember at all is Mark Davis because I have a book on him. Um but he was he was an animator turned Imagineer. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I beat you. Um 
Yeah, I feel like we've covered rides we love really well. What about rides that we don't like? Or things that are that are totally skippable. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking that same thing. I mean, I know, I, like when I went to Disney World, my parents we spent a whole day at Epcot, and uh, I mean, at least as like a, well, I think I was maybe like fifteen or sixteen, I was bored as fuck. It was like, why are we wasting Disneyland time here? You like walk around, and they've got like an area from every country and you can sample some of their food. Like my mom got some Jägermeister in the Germany area. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so she was having yeah. a good time. And then that giant golf ball thing has just got a really boring ride about like, you know, people through history and into the future. And it's just, it's uh educational, which is not what I want out of Disneyland. Yeah. At all. You want to be entertained, not edutained. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe as an adult, it might be more interesting, but as a kid, uh, thumbs down to Epcot as a whole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've spoken of, well, at least one of my, one of my rides that I don't like with Space Mountain, but I'm going to go ahead and hit one of your other ones you mentioned earlier with those fucking teacups. Hell No. Keep me away from those. I do not do <laughs> spinning rides anymore. And even when I was a kid, I hated the teacups. I had to go with Angelina four years ago because that was uh, one of her grandparents' favorite rides. So it's personal to her. I did not go this time around. Thank you very much. Um, another one is the Dumbos. I don't, I don't like them Dumbos. They're just boring. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, they're, they're, I mean, uh, for me, Fantasyland is kind of like a meh. Like there's not yeah. a lot in, I mean, it's, it's, it's more geared towards small kids and, uh, it's just, there's not much there that's interesting. I mean, that Snow White ride was, was creepy as hell. Like that, that's, I think to a kid that is like genuinely terrifying all the trees and the way that the witch jumps out at you and shit. Like, and I think they even toned it down. Like years ago, it was like a truly frightening ride. Good. Yeah. I guess as I got older though, like it's not. It's just not something I'm going to go back to. You know, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like, eh, it wasn't I never want to ride enough. that again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Fantasyland on the whole, I could probably leave. Um, or, or is the, the racetrack, is that in Fantasyland or is that part of Tomorrowland? I know it's right on the border there. No, it's, it's back in Tomorrowland. It's in like the back of Tomorrowland. Fantasyland uh, butts up against uh, Matterhorn. And then it goes back to its small world. Oh, fuck. Okay, there we go. That's one that I can <laughs> fucking cross off my fucking list. Uh, yeah, I, I could <laughs> I could very gladly never, ever go on It's a Small World ever again. It's just, it's saccharine and dull, and that song gets stuck in my head for way too fucking long. And uh, nope, I'm going to skip that. Yeah, that was the very last thing we wrote. Um, we, you know, I, I always write it once, I think just for a good rest, especially now that I'm an old man and I was having hip problems. Like it was, I was in some pain, but it, but it goes away when I sit. So, um, it was good taking a ride on there, but here's another, you know, connection with Angelina's family. Her great grandfather worked on the original one for the world's fair, uh, all those decades ago. I, oh, it's a, it's, it's 55th anniversary this year. Um, so it, it, it's got a special place for her. I, I won't be going to Disneyland and not riding it if I know what's good for me. <laughs> but, you know, this last time, I don't know what it was. I enjoyed it more than I usually do. Oh, it was yeah? kind of weird. 
I don't know if they changed anything to make it more visually appealing, but it was still all those creepy dolls. But I don't know. I liked it more this time. Yeah, all I remember about it is, yeah, a bunch of creepy dolls and like little houses and they're singing at you the whole time and it's really slow. Yeah, different countries and yeah. Maybe it moved a little faster this time around because of them trying to push you through with with COVID. Maybe that's why it was more enjoyable. It was was better because it was shorter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the other one for me is the carousel. Like we had to wait like 45 minutes to get on this friggin' carousel because the kid wanted to ride it. Wait, people go on the carousel? I don't think I've ever in my life been on that carousel because it's like, you know, I'm at Disneyland and I could go on a carousel anywhere the fuck I want. I could go to the mall two miles away and ride a carousel. Yeah. Get the same experience. No one is, uh, I'm not going to Disneyland to ride in a damn carousel. It's so dumb. That was probably my first time going on it. It was, uh, <laughs> doing it for the children. You could, you could have gone on Indiana Jones again. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. There's, there's a lot that I've, that I'm having to save for later. Let's get to later. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, on that note, uh, we're at about an hour of uh, Raw here. You want to take a break? And uh, when we get back, we can uh, talk about uh, what Disneyland is today, because I'm curious. Yes. Talk to you soon. After the break. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Check out our podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Every episode, we review a beer. Talk about games we play. And recommend a podcast or something else. I'm Willie. I'm not your normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. <laughs> I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video <laughs> games. We drink while we record. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. <laughs> find us wherever you find podcasts, and enjoy. Hey, welcome back, Ben. Hey, John. How was your break? Oh, you know, spent about 45 minutes waiting in line and then uh, another minute and a half enjoying my break. Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to touch on before we move on to uh, the current status of Disneyland. Oh, and I guess we can we can uh, close out the last segment with apologizing to to all the people whose like favorite ride is Autopia or their favorite land is like Toontown or... You know, they love Winnie the Pooh's many adventures or many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Like, sorry, we didn't talk about your favorite ride. I'm not apologizing to those people. Yeah. Tiki Room (laughs) sucks. California Adventure is kind of butt. They retooled the Tower of Terror, which was the coolest thing in California Adventure by far. Yeah. I'm not really sure what else there was there other than the fact that they sold beer. Like they had a place where you could go and get beer and wine, uh, which which was nice. And, you know, the Cars ride is cool. If you want to get wet, that uh, that whatever river ride is cool. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just very bleh. Yeah, I live in California. I don't need to go to a California-themed theme park. Oh, and I, well, I guess I guess the Incredicoaster, what used to be uh, California Screaming, is worth mentioning. Because that one go, does go upside down and it goes turbo fast. Yeah, yeah, I, that one... I think I remember it being good. I don't know. I, I've been to California yeah. Adventure all of once. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've been a few times. It's good, but they've been they've been renaming everything, like slowly taking the California out of California Adventure and just turning it into like a modern theme park. Is it still called California Adventure though? 
It is currently, but I wouldn't be surprised if it if they change the name at some point. Because Incredicoaster is a shitty name. Well, it's uh they they renamed it or they they rebranded it uh, based on the Incredibles. So now oh, okay. instead of Paradise Pier, it's Pixar Pier. Well, that makes sense. I mean, Pixar's got a lot of good properties, so it makes sense yeah. that they would give them a, a slice of the pie there. Yeah, they, they you know they've got the whole Radiator Springs. They've now got Adventures Cam- uh, Avengers Campus. Um, and then they've still got like the, the Hollywood section or not Hollywood, like the Burbank type section. Oh yeah. 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 And then the wilderness. Yeah. It's just sort of, okay. Um, but the one thing I wanted to talk about was the food. Yeah. It's expensive and very expensive. And churros are tasty. Churros are tasty. That was the first thing I ordered. (laughs) You know, what's weird is until I went four years ago, I was never big on churros. And I also didn't realize what churros were to Disneyland. And then all of a sudden, everybody's just like, eat a churro for me. Like, I, I must have had like eight people say that to me. Oh, really? And I was like, wow, like that, that that's a that's a big thing, apparently. And, you know, the, my last couple trips, I've eaten a lot of churros. I also love the uh, the Red Wagon corn dogs. Well, if we did an episode on churros, uh, Disneyland would be my first impression. That's like where I discovered them. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite use in pop culture, too? Yeah, probably. It'll be a while before we get to the churro episode. <laughs> probably for all the churro <laughs> geeks out there they just tuned out They're like fuck, fuck off these exploration. guys Been waiting for that. <laughs> what was your do you have like a standard thing you go to eat at, at disneyland or a restaurant you go to <laughs> no because like no. my entire childhood we uh like we'd get a churro and uh we would generally like go back to the hotel for lunch yeah because uh it would cost $200 to feed the family in fucking yeah. Disneyland. The last time I went there in New Orleans Square, I went somewhere and I got a uh, a decent plate of uh, red beans and rice. Ah, yeah, that was probably, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but that's probably the place that my family ate every single time we went there. We would go get clam chowder and bread bowls at that, that little restaurant. Yeah, between yeah. Uh, Pirates and Haunted Mansion. And uh, man, we, we ate there... Just recently, and the clam chowder was the best thing. We also got like jambalaya, which sucked. We got a French dip, which sucked worse. Oh, and uh, we got some haunted mansion wedding cake that was, I liked it. Angelina really didn't, but that clam chowder is some of the best. I wish I knew what can or bag they pulled it from. <laughs> the volumes they sell in, I imagine they uh, they cook it. Uh, I, I would presume that they buy it in parts and cook it because it'd be when you're selling gallons of something, it's 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 cheaper to just make it yourself than to buy it pre-made generally. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. But. And they're not far from the ocean. They've got a decent supply of clams. <laughs> um, have you ever eaten a turkey leg there? At Disneyland? Yeah. I don't think so. I've eaten many of them at Renaissance fairs, but not at Disneyland. Man, I have never eaten a turkey leg there. And I... I I had just gotten off of the Incredicoaster, so my stomach was a little uh, little topsy-turvy. But Angelina's cousin wanted to, you know, we we saw a place called, I think it's called Poultry Palace, which is a great name for a, uh, for a chicken stand. And she's like, oh, I love the turkey leg. I'll split one with you. And I wish I would have gone for it because I've never tried it and I want to. It's a smoked turkey leg. Mm. Sounds good. It's the best part of a turkey. Hmm. Let's see. Yep. Disney only serves Coke products. So I don't, I don't mind diet Coke, but holy shit. I do not like Dasani. 
And that's their their bottled water of choice. It's got salt in it. They put salt in their water? Yeah. Sodium is one of the ingredients. Interesting. So it dehydrates you slightly, so you'd have to drink more Dasani. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) I mean, Um, you know. If you're sweating a lot, it's probably good. I mean, that's when Gatorade talks about having electrolytes, they're talking about salt. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So I probably, there's probably some people out there that, that have that knowledge that you just imparted upon us that every time someone like me says like, oh, it's got salt in the water. They're like, it's good for you, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, because like if if you're sweating a lot all day, it's not good for you to just drink water because you'll lose your, your, you know. You'll you'll you will get low on electrolytes and sodium's a super important chemical in your body. It does like all of your nerve transmission and it's it you know, your kidneys are dependent on it. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do that to keep people from like, you know, sweating out too much as they're marching around the park. Shit. Well, there's that. Doesn't mean it tastes good though, if you don't like it, you know. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we did walk like the equivalent of like 11 miles the first day. Oh, I fucking bet, man. I remember yeah. the last time I went there, I was fucking beat by the end of the day. Like it's, yeah, there's a lot of tromping around. And then of course we got to bring up the dole whip. The what? The dole whip. I don't even know what that is. What? The dole whip. Dole whip. No, I've... like the company dole. It's like a, it's like a frosty pineapple, like whipped dessert. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's like not quite like a slushy and not quite ice cream. Oh, but and pineapple flavored? Yeah. Oh, I'd eat the shit out of that. It's amazing. They serve it like right outside of the uh, tiki room. Yeah, well, it is sponsored by Dole, so. <laughs> yeah. No, well, see, as the problem with food and amusement parks is I'm fucking cheap. Yeah. So I very rarely eat any of it. Yeah, the time before last, we like packed sandwiches in. And yeah. they, they don't keep you from bringing in your own food. That's that's nice. Yeah, and that yeah that is that is my mo. Like yeah. when Annie's like like I would like a bottle of water. I'm like oh dude, dude, dude. I mean there's they probably have a sink in the bathroom. You could go refill that bottle we brought. <laughs> but LA's water blows so so hard. It, yeah, is not good at all. All right. Well, are you ready for for the current state of uh, of the union address from me, uh, the the Disneyland union? I am because I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, and uh, I hear tell that you 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 went in the new Avengers campus as well. What? So uh, I, I, you've you've got some inside knowledge that I've, I've I'd like to hear about. Yeah, so calm down, nerds. Everyone who's like, "What? How could how could you only mention Galaxy's Edge as as something you didn't really think was Disneyland to you?" So, spoiler alert, man. Galaxy's Edge is kind of the new Disneyland for me now. Like, it oh, was, it's that good, dude. I don't know if it was if it was that good or if it was just the regular part. Okay. Oh boy, I got to reorder my thoughts here. Okay. Um. Yes, it's very good. So the regular park right now is rough. Really? Yeah, you know, I've I've already mentioned that you know it's it's got issues. Like like this this was not this is definitely not my my favorite Disney trip. Um just all the rides being or all the lines being outside. I swear every ride was 45 minutes to get on. Ew. And you're waiting outside the whole time. And then with certain rides like Indiana Jones or rise of the resistance in galaxy's edge, they've got a virtual queue system where you where at 7am and noon, 
you have to like basically you have to be on your app and you have to be refreshing so you can join a boarding group. Then they'll give you like a time like fast pass. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time you can go ride the ride. And you can't join a second time if you're, you know, on there. So basically, I only had the option of riding Indiana Jones once per day. What? It was, it made me upset. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's awful. Yeah. And it, it just seemed like, you know, even though it was at low capacity, just every line was fucking forever long. And it, I don't know, it just, I feel like the, like the, the Disneyland of our youth is gone forever because you know hey here here's an echo of our our theme parks episode those lines are fucking insane you're just standing in line all day long it's crowded you can't you know like you were talking about the whole like running back around and getting on the ride again at night like even four years ago like that wasn't a thing you know like there the these parks are just so overcrowded that we will never have like a peaceful fun adventure at a theme park like it's just going to be a stressful fucking situation and you're waiting all the time to go on everything so having gotten that out of the way let me bitch about something else (laughs) 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 Um, uh, of course i gotta bring up you know that that my it was my kid's first time to disneyland she's seven years old she was finally tall enough to go on everything we're like let's do this you know covid restrictions let up we got vaccinated, you know, they're like, okay, now, now's the time while capacity is low. Problem is, I think I've mentioned this before. My kid's a big wuss. Boy, she is a wuss. And, um, it certainly extends past movies, uh, to <laughs> theme parks. The first ride we went on was Peter Pan freaked her out. Really? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a dark ride and like she's, she's, not good with the dark and for some reason it seemed extra dark i don't know if it was just because we were standing outside for so long and then they just throw you on the ride real quick but it like my eyes were not adjusting to the dark easy maybe i'm just getting old and my my uh my dark vision is going to shit so i gotta say it was it was a little rough it was it was a little rough with the uh with the kid i think we'll wait a few years until she's a little tougher i imagine i'm going to take a trip without the kid before i go with her again i mean she's out at her dad's right now um and uh maybe maybe that's you know she does that during the summer so maybe i'll i'll go ahead and uh and take a disneyland trip during one of those times yeah i i took my kids to disney world when we were living in florida but they were very young i think odin was maybe three and Haley was five maybe yeah that sounds about right and uh, I was worried that they wouldn't like, you know, they wouldn't be old enough to like get it, you know, and, and, and you know, there's tons of rides they couldn't go on, obviously. Uh, th- yeah. Thankfully, my wife hates roller coasters because she's a uh, curmudgeon. Yeah, she's a lame ass. Yeah. And we can say that because she never listens to the show. <laughs> so it's it's proving the point. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we don't yeah, have to worry. And we're safe. But she will... Whenever we go to theme parks, she'll watch the kids while I go off on rides. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And so, like, Haley was old enough to take on a few things, but there were some rides that I just went on by myself. But I didn't do a ton of that because I had to, I had a blast with them because they were into it. Like, like it, it, I felt the magic because they were having such a good time. Like, they were experiencing the wonder that is Disneyland for the first time. Or, you know, this was Disney World. Experiencing the joy through them was fucking amazing. See, that's... That was really what I was looking forward to getting, and I didn't get it. 
And it was, it was really a bummer. Like my, my kid was, she was just very reticent to, or she was very close minded, you know, like, like everything that we'd introduced just seemed like something that was going to scare her so she didn't want it 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 was like you know hey let's do this it's like i don't want to you know like i don't know it was it was a bummer like like it it really bummed me out i mean the the whole magic thing helped that my kids were so young i think because like they were both like still they were young enough that they were like holy shit that's mickey mouse yeah yeah my kid like didn't want to meet any of the characters it just weirded her out she didn't like the animatronics like even on splash mountain the <laughs> animatronics creeped her out but i just i don't think she, i don't think she's a disneyland kid well i mean that's good for your bank account i that was one of the first things i said when she started <laughs> uh being negative about everything i was like all right well disney trips are gonna be a little cheaper so Oh, actually, one one last little note that I put on here. One thing that my kid really, really loved about Disneyland was all of the ducks. <laughs> oh, you don't need to pay $120 to chase ducks. Holy crap. Anytime ducks showed up, she was so stoked. And like, like, and and it happened as early as like when we were in line for Peter Pan, and you're over by the uh by the you know Sleeping Beauty castle, because the 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 line like wound out the side of the castle there, mm-hmm. since you couldn't just uh, wait in the in the queue all jammed in, and uh and, and like I was I was already like irritated because she she just had a little attitude and i was like oh like this is supposed to be the most happy magical moment of our shared lives together we're we're at disneyland holy shit and i was so bummed and then she like she sees ducks she's like wow ducks and like gets all excited <laughs> and i was just like what the fuck is happening here <laughs> like ducks and and it was consistent over the couple days that we were there <laughs> you know, that, oh boy ducks you need to find a park with ducks and take her there yeah, 100%. <laughs> she can come up here and chase chickens. They're kind of like yeah, ducks. Yeah, no kidding. She would love to do that, I'm sure. So let's talk Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, let's do it because that place looks cool and I want to go. It is pretty fucking cool, man. Like like what people say about it being like immersive and feeling like a like like you are actually in a Star Wars land. Like they they are not just whistling Dixie, man. Like it is legit you know it feels like you're in a star wars world i won't i won't tell you about the whole experience like because i want you to experience it yourself like i can sit here and say it's immersive it feels like star wars world but like the things that i experienced on my way in like it it's it's next level like like you you are going to a different world i did have blue and green milk and they were they were tasty they're fruity flavored (laughs) Um, what was weird oh, is weird. they tasted better together. Like the blue was sweeter initially, but didn't have as good of an aftertaste. And the green initially tasted kind of like vegetables. Weird. But it had a good aftertaste. But you mix them together and they were really tasty. Unfortunately, they didn't have, you know, like, oh, well, in, in general, Disneyland didn't have characters walking around. Oh, like really? they would have like little spots where people could like stand and wave or like, you know, in the in the case of uh galaxy's edge stormtroopers would be talking shit to you or the stormtroopers walking around the park or they were just like no they, they like every section had like 
sort of like a roped off area where characters would be consistently, but it was never like where you could go up and take a picture next to them or like oh, give them a high five man. or anything. Because, because that's one of the cooler things I've seen from galaxy's edge. And I, I've, I, in my son's scouting troop, one of the other fathers, his adult son worked as a stormtrooper at galaxy's huh. edge before COVID. And he, like, he was like, he was, I guess, auditioning and like in the final cut to be Boba Fett before they closed the park down. And, uh, but, and, and I guess, and, and when I was talking to him, like, I was like, well, that's back open, but he, I guess he's not back to work yet. Probably because they've got a limited staff yeah. for characters. And, the, and, uh, he, he was just telling me about it. Like, it sounds like a pretty fucking fun job. Cause you go around and you hassle people. And, and he said he just had to learn all these like complicated, like hand motions. Cause they got like these things in their gloves and on their guns that were they like, that's how they decide what to say is moving their hands and making certain gestures and stuff. Cause all of their lines are pre-recorded. Like they don't, they don't actually say anything. I was wondering that because it, it, I swore I heard like a couple phrases come out of a stormtrooper that sounded exactly the same. Yeah. Like not. So I was like, it can't just be a voice changer at this point. That's interesting. I wish I would have known that because I could have watched for the the movements. Yeah. They've got weird little like hand gestures and stuff that they do and they've just got to memorize them all. And I guess there's, you know, hundreds of different things they can say and little combinations that they can string together. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, that is that is a, an interesting thing to uh, a, a, a curious way to do that. They, they don't have to worry about the character saying something you know, inappropriate. Yeah. And, and they can use the stormtrooper voices. Yeah. 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 That would have to be some next level voice changing tech. Yeah. Um, I, I also thought like maybe they, they had somebody like standing off to the side. Like I remember hearing, uh, Matt Gorley from, um, the, uh, the Gorley and Rust podcast and James bonding, like saying that he worked at Disneyland or at a California adventure as like a talking trash can that they used to have. And he would like stand off to the side and he, he had like a remote control to move the trash can and control the movement. And then he had like a microphone that where his, where his voice would, you know, come from the trash can and he could talk shit to people. And oh, so that would be a fun job. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> so star Wars, you have the, uh, what is it like the smugglers run or whatever, the millennium Falcon ride mm-hmm. that ride. It's pretty fucking cool. There's a full size Millennium yeah, Falcon I've heard that. in the queue, um, so that that's uh that's super cool to see. Or maybe it's not quite full size, but it's it's a giant fucking Millennium Falcon. And this whole world, like it feels like a Star Wars spaceport or like like a port. It's it's amazing. So that that ride's pretty cool. It's it's very much like a uh, like a Star Tours, but you're controlling it. So there's like you know six seats in it and two people are pilots two people are gunners and then two people are engineers wait do you actually have control as the pilot yes oh like the two pilots like one controls up and down the other one controls left and right like it's on a track but but you control yourself in that little world that's a terrible way to pilot a ship (laughs) (laughs) yeah And and then like the the gunners, which me and the little one were like, it's just kind of like little a button that you press a bunch of times. Like like every time it's like a square button, and every time you press it, it fires a laser, which was Aww. kind of annoying. I wanted like a, I wanted a joystick and crosshairs. I I was imagining and hoping like one of those little spinny pods th- pod yeah, things. Yeah, now because you're just in the, the cockpit of the uh, of the Millennium no. Falcon, and that ride's pretty cool. Um, I I wouldn't put anyone down for riding it. I don't know if I'd sit in line for another 45 fucking minutes to ride it 
But the real one that is totally worth it is the new Rise of the Resistance ride. Like people like, like again, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but people talk about how immersive the queue is and like the experience leading up to the actual ride. And it is totally warranted like this. This ride. In fact, this ride may beat Indiana Jones. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like like the the experience of the ride is so turbo next level that like like it it honestly blows you away like you are in the star wars universe 100 percent. like i ugh, fuck I, I want you to ride that ride so bad so we can talk about certain aspects of it that are so fucking awesome it uses four different ride systems like it is it is just it is the future like they must have poured so much money into this ride and it's totally worth it, even though I could only ride it once per day because of that virtual queue system. And I couldn't ride it the second day because I was using the virtual queue system to try to get into Speederman, the Spider-Man ride. Web something or other. Um, oh, on, the, on so, the Avengers place, I presume. Yeah. So the Avengers campus, I didn't know when I was going there. I thought it was going to open up the week after I was there. It opened up the Friday I was there. Ah. And uh, that was a nice surprise. And to get into the Avengers campus at all, you either needed to have a um, a spot on the virtual queue for the Spider-Man ride or a reservation at one of the restaurants. And that was the only way you could get into the land at all. Oh, okay. and um, thankfully, I got in to the uh, the the virtual queue um, for Spider-Man. So I was able to get in, but I, I couldn't eat at any of the restaurants like everything right now. Every restaurant, you have to like place your order through the app and then they get you select a window of time when you're going to come pick it up. Like you can't go up and sit at a restaurant and order. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't able to get any of the food there. Angelina's cousin, who's a reporter, she was there the, a couple days before doing media coverage um, before the land opened. And she got to try everything at uh, it, it's Pim's something or other. It was like, you know, an, an Ant-Man themed restaurant. And apparently they do plays on like giant stuff. Like they've got like a uh, a giant pretzel and they've got like a, a chicken sandwich that has like a giant chicken patty and a tiny little bun <laughs> and like a Caesar salad with like a huge giant crouton in the middle. Interesting. Yeah. So I really wanted to try some of that stuff. Didn't get to. Um but Spider-Man was the big ride, and I, I told you ahead of time that I was gonna I was gonna be able to talk about it on the show. Ah, oh, so this Spider-Man ride sucks. Oh no. <laughs> it is I you know, and I had ridden Rise of the Resistance the day before, so I was just like, holy fuck. Like I, I wouldn't let Angelina's cousin tell me a single thing about it. And I was so just beyond stoked that that, you know, of, of all the luck. I got to be there and I made it in on the fucking ride. Like I was, oh, I was so stoked. And uh, I, well, I guess, oh shit. I don't want to spoil it. It's a ride, man. What? It's a ride. Like, can you, can you spoil rides? You can, if, if I just revealed exactly what it was, because it's, let's say it is almost exactly like another ride uh in the park that is designed for children jungle cruise <laughs> no 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 um oh, fuck Let, let's just say it's 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 a very kid centric ride 
with you know that uses a gimmick and it's not it's not a thrill ride like a rise of rise of the resistance or an indiana jones or anything it's more like an interactive play ride and it was dumb and it's not for me like the buzz Lightyear ear shoot em up ride something like that i'm gonna make you spoil it one way or another do you want me? I'll, I'll spoil it. Yeah, I don't care, but fuck our listeners. Well, I, mean, I want to know. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> fuck over our, uh, our listeners. Well, they, they can fast forward for 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, uh, skip ahead <laughs> 30 seconds in five, four, three, two, one. All right. So there's a toy story ride where, where it's like screens and you're shooting. Oh at yeah. Them. The, the little alien dudes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, on on the pier. And that's essentially what it is, except instead of having a gun, you're using your hands. So that's the technology component. You get to like go thwip, 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 and it keeps score. And it's really dumb. So it's like a shooting gallery. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, and I think that does it for our 30 seconds. Yeah, it does sound kind of lame. Yeah, it was. Uh, was that the only ride open in there? That's the only new one. Well, I mean, the whole land's new, right? The whole Avengers campus is new? Yeah, so they've got the restaurants, and they they had, like, some sort of Doctor Strange live show thing that I didn't see. And then um, they've got, like, like an Avengers compound thing where, like, I saw that they were doing, like, a live show sort of thing, like, up, you know, 20, 30 feet in the air on, like, a catwalk. And they've got a full-size Quinjet prop oh, on top of that. So that's, that's fucking cool. Like, the world looks cool. Um... And that, that was fun watching Black Widow fighting Taskmaster. And then, you know, it, on one side, it ends at uh, at the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So we rode that. The little one hated it. I realized I hate it, too. <laughs> Why is that? It's just the... I don't know. I mean, are the mechanics the same as the Tower of Terror, I presume? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's just a risk. And I've been on it before. I didn't hate it so much. But this time, it just sort of made my stomach hurt. And... Here's something in general. Like, I, let's see. I, I put on my notes. Is everything a screen now? Like, it seems like everything is moving in the in the direction of just being like an interactive screen instead of creating any sort of you know physical prop or something. It's it's like the CGI of rides. Well, that's like that's what kids are into these days. Screens. It's so weird, man. Like. I just got, I got really tired of seeing it. Like there was a bunch of that on the Spider-Man ride and you know, the, the guardians of the galaxy ride, like, you know, when, whenever, whenever the doors open up, it's just a screen with something happening there. And it's like, oh, all right. Really? And, um, cause the, yeah. cause the old ride wasn't the tower of terror had like sets that it would open up to, didn't it? Or did it, did they just fool me? I wonder, I don't remember anymore. Cause I remember, I remember everything leading up to the uh the the elevator part in tower of terror was so fucking awesome and immersive and it had the story yeah and and rod serling and this this one i mean this one they just pushed you through like you didn't even get to see like the the rocket raccoon like elevator part oh um yeah like they they i mean you can't stay in a building so they they just push you right through um but yeah i i swear like everything everything's just screens or or like projected you know i mean like on the cars ride it looks super cool when they when they do the uh the projected like eyes and facial features and stuff because they still have like practical mouths that, that yeah, move like yeah. but it yeah so much of it is is just artificial and it and it looks soft and 
Like, wow, I hadn't thought of like the um, the analogy of CGI versus practical stuff, but it is very much that. Like, it just it just looks it looks artificial. Hmm. The last thing to say here is there there was one place where I really noticed the the impact that the low capacity made, and that was the bathrooms. Oh, were they nice and clean? They were clean, and there was always a stall open. <laughs> nice. Because I mean, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, too prideful to admit to our listeners, man. I'm a nervous peer. I don't like to. If there's, especially if there's not like dividers between urinals, I don't need. I, I don't like standing next to somebody and taking a leak, man. I'll go into a stall and I'll, I'll pee. You're not, um, you're not a public pooper either. I'm not. So, thankfully. That that never came up. I, I think my, my bowels were on like nervous vacation mode or something because, man, I didn't poo a lot at all. But, uh, yeah, there was always a stall open for me and I appreciated it. But, um, yeah, that was that was my experience. It uh, I'm happy I went to Disneyland again because I love that place. But it was it was kind of a bummer, especially coming off, you know, the trip like four years ago. I don't know if it was, you know, how long it had been since I'd been there or the company I was with, but like that was one of my favorite trips. But um COVID was a bummer, the lines were a bummer and and I, I don't I don't know if I'm ever going to fully recapture the Disneyland experience we had when we were children. Well, and that that made me a little sad. Maybe we can when we go to Tokyo Disney. Oh. <laughs> We're not going to bring any fucking kids. Fuck the kids. <laughs> oh, good call. Oh, there is something in life to look forward to. Or bring or bring the kids and, and just leave them somewhere and tell them, be, yeah. be back here at 630. Yeah. It's Disneyland. The kids don't go missing at Disneyland generally. I mean, one got ate, eaten by an alligator, but uh, that was technically outside the park. What? Oh, that, yeah, that was a Disney World. Like there was like a, there's like a... a a park or something outside of like the main parks and they've got alligators in there. And like some, it was like five or six years ago. Some kid was got too close to the water and got snatched up by an alligator. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's Florida. Yep. Stay away from <laughs> alligators. Yeah. Especially if you're a small child. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I've, I've yammered on long enough and we're, we're going long as it is. So let's jump into some structure. You got a favorite use in pop culture? Um, I don't know if I do. Like, I'm trying to think of like, no, I guess is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck structure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Like, the, like, literally the only thing I could think of was uh, the Wally World analog from Summer Vacation. Them going to get there the whole time and it being closed and him punching the moose in the face. But I mean, that's a really shitty favorite use in pop culture. And But it's, it's like, I can't think of anything that i would call my favorite of anything like i could go searching for some obscure pop culture reference or even a well-known one that i didn't think of but uh you know if i have to go searching for it it's not really my favorite anything yeah yeah like i i, I was looking I, I was trying to search my memory banks for anything that like takes place in disneyland you know outside of disneyland you know of course it's so tired by now that you know like this thing is pop culture, like, but, um, yeah, you got like, so the America's funniest home videos from Disneyland. Like, yeah, I remember that happening. Is that my favorite use of something? No, 
It is it is funny how close you were <laughs> just now. So yeah, just just as a default because I have to say something. Um, I was going with the the two part uh, full house. Oh yeah, a <laughs> uh, little little two parter where they go to Disney World and um, Michelle becomes princess for a day and she's being a dickhead to uh, to DJ and Stephanie. And Danny Tanner's trying to propose to Vicky, but things keep on getting in the way. And uh, I think Michelle gets lost in the second episode. But, you know, I loved me some Full House as a kid. So Full House plus uh, Disney World. Uh, I, I guess that's awesome. And I know there were some like dance te- teen TV show things that like went from Disneyland, but I've only heard of those. I never watched them as a kid or anything. Um, yeah, there's loads of shows that have been like from Disneyland or like, you know, people saying I'm going to Disneyland uh, after they win the Super Bowl. That was a thing no for a shit. while. That is absolutely <laughs> the best use in pop culture. Is it? Holy like, shit. Am I, yeah. Am I, am I really the, enamored with that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, but that, it, I mean, like I loved sports as a kid and that was absolutely the thing. You know, like you just won the World Series. What are you going to do now? I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like a meme before memes were memes. Totally. I remember there was a commercial tour where it went like, I'm going to Disneyland, going to Disneyland, Disneyland is a magic world. I'm going to Disneyland. I got to look that up because <laughs> I've never known what that one line is. I don't know. It's like Disneyland is a turd. It's a ma-. I don't know. Your your musical memory is so much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember jingles. <laughs> Um, okay. Jeez, is that all we're, is that all we do now for structure? Oh yeah. One word review. One word review. Is that, wow. Our show has become really weird over the last couple of years. I listened to an old episode and it was bizarre to me how differently balanced it was. Yeah. Maybe we should. When we we moved into structure, I was so confused at, at, at how quick we were, we were done with our general discussion. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should bring back Guess What John's Drawing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Oh, I remember what I was going to bring up. So does a story a person wrote in a fifth grade class count as pop culture? No, but I'm curious where you're going with that. Yeah, that's that, that's (laughs) one of my favorite things involving Disneyland. Uh, we, We had to write a story. And uh, you know what? I actually have to fess up for something. I, I'm pretty sure Preston started writing a story called Runaway to Disneyland. And I decided to do the same thing based on the same title. But um, I wrote a story about me and Preston and our buddy Alec back then running running away to Disneyland and then hiding in the park when when it closes and then being all stoked because we get to ride the rides. But then all the animatronics come to life and try to kill us. And I don't remember how it ended. Probably. I know he didn't die. Yeah, probably not with you getting murdered in Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I think the sun came out and then they all, they were all just like, all right, see you later. Yeah, we got to go. Like, went back to their, man, I need to find that thing. I bet I've got it in a tub out in the garage. L- Lincoln's got his knife ready to stab you and the sun comes up and like, oh, time to go back to the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. And, you know, I've never sat through that ever. No. I know that it exists. Never done it. Oh, I, I mean, same thing. I didn't go to Disneyland to get educated. 
Yeah. That's not why I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always thought it would be fun to uh, do mushrooms and go to Disneyland, but I, I never had the guts to do it. Because it could yeah, also go... Yeah, we talked about doing the mushroom tea thing yeah. and keeping it in a locker. Yeah, it could also go horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it'd be a fucking super fun. It's such a it's such an upbeat place that you just have a good time. You're like, you know, walking around with a big smile on your face, it's pretty normal there. Tell you what, when we find that time machine, let's go back to like... 1984 and drink some mushroom tea and go to Disneyland because it's less crowd. Like I don't think I could handle the crowds. Yeah. Yeah. I can see these that. days like that. That would, that would freak me the fuck out. But you know, if it was the, the Disneyland of our youth or even before then, you know, when there's still awesome rides, we wouldn't have splash mountain, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I could, I could probably have some fun with that. And it would only cost $28. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it'd be it'd be less than that, man. Go back a few more years, hell yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when the park first opened, it was like a dollar for an adult admission. Jeez, yeah, and back then they they had the uh, the e ticket system, like or like you you would buy tickets like a carnival. You know, you'd buy tickets for rides, and then they they would have like certain like like the bigger beefier ones were e tickets. I, th- I think it was like A B C D. Uh, tickets and uh but you'd have to buy the fancier ones for uh for oh, the big fancy that's, rides that's cool I, I is that cool i don't know i guess if it was only a dollar to get in that would be cool yeah man that that's something else we got to do with the time machine man go to disneyland opening day or like opening day of the haunted mansion that's still early enough yeah so uh i guess on to one word review um i went with uh curated because okay. because the Disneyland experience is very well engineered to make sure you have a good time. Like the, they have put more thought I think into trying to make sure everyone that goes there enjoys themselves than than any other theme park I've ever been to. The whole place is structured in such a way that it's it's fairly easy to get around. They they make the lines more fun than than they would be just standing around staring at stuff and provide terrible working conditions and uh, and demands upon their employees to make sure that we have a good time as as visitors. <laughs> and just the entire it's such a controlled environment. And, uh, you know, and it's it's about as fake as fake could get. Like, you know, there's there's an entire like city's worth of shit underneath there and behind the scenes and you never see it. It is very it's just a very controlled environment where you can take your family and have a fucking blast. And, you know, uh, if this is not like a wild trip or a spontaneous thing, like nothing is happening that isn't planned and controlled. But uh, they they do a good fucking job managing it. And I, uh, you know, I've never had a bad time at Disneyland. And kudos to them for that. Yeah, that were, uh, what you said about like control reminded me of uh, something Angelina's cousin told her. Like she had a friend who worked at Disneyland and they're like, man, like people get fucked up here all the time. You just never hear about it. Like they were saying something about like somebody got their like fingers cut off on a ride and like there will just be somebody there just being like okay come right this way please and they just like usher them off to like you know a a backstage place you know like like it's you don't see ambulances coming down main street like there's nothing going on like you get ushered off to the side and and it is wiped clean 
Yeah, they, I think like, yeah, they've got like tunnels and all kinds of shit. Wasn't there a Simpsons where he goes to like itchy and scratchy land and there's like a bunch of like he gets like arrested or something for doing something and they take yeah, him Yeah, does like, he go to itchy, itchy and scratchy jail? Yeah, yeah, it takes him to some sort of jail. I don't know. Maybe that should have been my favorite use in pop culture if I actually did any research. I fucking don't know. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, like the whole Disney jail thing is a, is a, is a episode's worth on, on its own or. Or there are lots of good YouTube <laughs> videos about Disney jail out there. Yeah, because I, I think the the tunnels are a bigger thing in uh, Disney World. You know, like like the underground city. Like they planned for it more than uh, than yeah. in Disneyland. But um, so my uh, my one word is going to uh, go kind of along similar lines to yours. I'm, I'm pretty similar. Um, I'm gonna go with mesmerizing i use the old uh the old thesaurus there because i didn't want to just say immersive i've said it so many times already this episode <laughs> but it's just like you said you know like, like the the level the level of detail i mean i guess less from a from a control perspective but more just like from a creative perspective in my opinion like the way they can the the way they i was about to say control so yeah maybe it is from controlling also but like I touched on earlier, like the sight lines, when you're outside of the park, you don't see in, except for now with some of the galaxy's edge, it sticks up real tall so you can see it from outside. But, you know, the trees and shrubbery hide everything that's in there. It, it, you, don't, you don't see the park from outside. Yeah. When you're in the park, like they, they, they planned it so the sight lines aren't visible. You know, if, if you're in Adventureland, you're not looking at Frontierland, which is right on the other side of a building, you know, and and they they keep you just mesmerized by the experience that you are currently in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because like you you don't see Tinkerbell from Tomorrowland. Yeah, no, not even at all. Though Fantasyland even is if like you're, right even if there. you're at New Orleans Square and you're right next to Frontierland and Adventureland and Critter Country, if you're there eating at that restaurant in New Orleans Square, all you're seeing is haunted mansion and the shops right outside of pirates to you, to the side of you like that i mean you see tom sawyer island there but you know you're not looking behind you it's it's um it's really wild how they keep you in the world they want you to be in at them or like you chose to go to that world and they're they're not giving you the option of feeling like you're not there like yeah. you just are there yeah they put a lot of effort into not breaking immersion like I like you never see like a character smoking a cigarette or with their head off. Like, like they make sure that like, you know, they are presented, you know, as they're meant to be all the time. Yeah. And you just, you don't get a chance to peek behind the curtain. Yeah. At all. And, and, and that's what I love about it. And that's why, you know, after not being there for 11 years, I went back there and I felt like I, I, like I had been there yesterday. Yeah. You know, like it, I was, I was just fully pulled back into the magic. Like you're there in the hub and you see the statue and the castle and you're just like, man, like all of these worlds are, are here for me and I'm going to, I'm going to go enjoy this. And then everyone stands in front of you and stops and hits you in the back of the feet with your, with their stroller and <laughs> all these fucking people ruining Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> when we were daydreaming about winning the lottery, like I, I actually, was looking into like how much it would cost to rent out Disneyland for a day. 
And you know, they, th- this article I was I was reading was saying it would cost something like twenty million, and Ooh. they probably still wouldn't do it. Twenty million dollars, holy shit! Or maybe they said ten million, but they probably wouldn't even like like you could do twenty to be safe, but they still wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at like you know, there's their cost, which is one thing, which is going to be high because they got a lot of shit going on in Disneyland. Yep. But if you're looking at you know their potential loss revenue for closing down for a day. That's a fuck ton of money. I don't yeah. I don't know what the capacity at Disneyland is normally, like at full capacity, but it's probably tens of thousands of people. 20,000, 30,000 people maybe? I have no idea. Yeah, I have, I have no clue. Whew. 85,000 people. Holy shit. I guess they average 51,000 a day. And this is probably pre-COVID. Yeah. But 85,000, yeah, you got to you know, pay 120 bucks for the 85,000 people that didn't show up. Man, if they average 51,000, I want to go on those days that are, you know, the opposite from the high number. You know, like what, what day are they only having like 30,000 people there to make that average? I want to, I want to go on those days. Holy shit. Well, supposedly the days you went there, they should have only had, you know, 22,000 there which it's it's possible because like fighting the crowds through the park was better yeah it's just the the line experience was worse i think yeah well yeah shutting down the interesting part of the line and making you stand outside uh is a bit of a pisser i yeah i didn't even think about that when when you guys were talking when you when we were talking about going to disneyland at 25 percent capacity that there was other things that would fuck that up so. I thought it was just going to be fucking smooth sailing, just cruising right onto rides. Oh, man. Wah, wah, yeah, wah. It, it was tough. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, folks, for riding the choo-choo train through this episode with us. <laughs> uh, if you want to let us know what you think of anything other than that, uh, that outro there, you can hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com dot com or you can find us on the social medias uh facebook geek exploration the podcast page instagram geek exploration podcast or twitter at geek explore pod you can also and we hope you would we wish you would we hope you will uh call us at 916 orc turd that is 916 o-r-c-t-u-r-d and if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others um go give us a uh five churro review on uh, apple podcast or uh pod chaser which is coincidentally uh you know the amount of stars that a churro costs in dollars <laughs> uh we've got swag available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and uh and space oddities is available like i'm gonna keep saying that for a while go check it out it's good wait how can they get their hands on space oddities listen to our previous episodes no (laughs) (laughs) space oddities is uh still available on uh comiXology or on drive-thru comics and uh or or you could like email us and be like yo i want one made on paper and we can make that happen we also have sketch covers that uh that we can draw pictures on for you if uh, if you're into original art also and it's got all the same inner content as the comic book yeah make Drew, john draw lewd terrible pictures i'll do it <laughs> i'm for sale 
And uh, our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, to all who come to this happy place, welcome 